This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Head of Sport, Mark McMahon and Blues writer Will Rooney to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show, the domestic season may be over, but we don't stop as we give you the latest updates from Fratton Park. We go inside one of Danny Cowley's epic press conferences there's insight into the latest transfer targets, including news on moves for Jaden Stockley, Josh Sims, Joe Morrell and Matt Butcher. Is Ellis Harrison off? And we give some perspective on Pompey's financial position when it comes to recruitment. We're now available from wherever you download your podcast, so give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition downloaded to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 Pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Pompey Talk, the podcast. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss everything that is Pompey is Jordan Cross and Will Rooney. Welcome, lads. Hello, hello. hello. We're not going to talk What's about the Euros since it's the start of the Euros today. Euros. Northern Ireland aren't done it, so I'm not interested. Look what just turned up in my house today. I've hastened had. It's nothing to do with me. A vuvuzela or air horn. My, <laughs> like I was so angry, not because of the noise it makes, but the disdain I have for this object and what it represents <laughs> to me. My grand, my in-laws bought it for my four-year-old son, and I had to explain to him, son, this is for people that can't create their own atmosphere at football matches. So there that goes. So I think you didn't tell them where to shove it then. Yeah, you can shove it up your voo swaler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although he, right. does love, he loves the fact it makes a racket anyway. But so, yeah, that's going to be that, the first time that went off was at about five to six this morning. I'm sure the neighbours love it. <laughs> Come on, England. Come on, England. Come on, England. Well, England, well, well, Decur, Decur, you got any interest in the Euros? I have watching it, but um, as a scout, so I am. Uh, very disconnected from the England team, as many people might suspect. So, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be watching and enjoying it. But um, as far as England concerned, I, uh, I'm very apathetic towards it all. I, I don't begrudge anyone getting behind the country whatsoever. But the Republic of Liverpool didn't qualify for this one, did they? <laughs> Tell you what, if they did, they wouldn't have a bad side, or would they? <laughs> <laughs> on a better note, for those on video, you can see that is more like it. A proper panini sticker album that's that's that, I'm, all, I'm all over that i've been uh, reliving my youth buying the stickers for my son and then pretending that it's for him and then uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna admit something which won't go down well with some of our former colleagues but when i went to the news center last week to to clear my drawers not that i'm leaving we're just moving office i came across a sticker album from must have been 2000 and 
what? Oh, what? 2010, 2014? Yeah. Then Matt, I threw it in the bin. No! You absolute... <laughs> you know, it's funny we spent on those stickers. <laughs> I knew that was going to annoy somebody. I can't believe you did that. Oh, uh, you know what, Jordi? I got that much tapped in the house. I just thought, what's the point in bringing more tapped home? So oh, I threw that. Oh, that. I have liberated... I'm worried about Steve Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have liberated some stuff from uh, from our office over the years. I would have been happy to add that to the list. So, uh, yeah, I won't yeah. go. And Liam Lawrence's football boots, they, they went to my... My, uh, Your my nephews for Christmas, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. And I've got a Pompey Expects. You remember the famous FA Cup final poster? The hero of Trafalgar, Nelson. We had it framed. Yeah, I've got it, I've got it in my living room. <laughs> yeah, I can. I confess to the editor two weeks ago that I also have the exact same um, framed um, front page in my house as well. So at least now we know where both of them finally are. He had been looking for those. <laughs> Others would call it. Others would call it theft. I said I'm just taking care of it. It was being neglected in the office, so <laughs> just tell them instead of paying us for all them ludies that's that we're old. That's uh, that's paying for it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well, let's. This is Pompey talk after all. So let's talk a wee bit about Pompey. Um, Jordy, you were on a, another mammoth Zoom call with Danny Cowley yesterday. Yes. Um, did you bring a? I was going. Did you bring a packed lunch with you? Just these things. I'm sure the, the viewers would be quite interested. These things are a mammoth event, aren't they? Really? Yeah, they are. With Danny Cowley. Um, sometimes um, impresses around around the country and, and these Zoom calls in, in in these strange times. Um, I hear um, sort of colleagues from other other League One clubs talk about. Oh, they, they interview a player and. They, they, um, wow, this one, this one went on for a while. This one went on for ten minutes. You know, this 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 interview. Danny Cowley's yesterday took an hour and a half. <laughs> so uh, that's an insight into how fortunate we are to have have, he, have his ear for that period of time. We're thankful. Um, he gives really erudite, lengthy answers. Nothing's off limits. As was the same with Kenny Jacket, actually. Um, uh, but yeah, it's Are really good. For targets. Pardon. Are- Apart from transfer Apart targets, from transfer targets. Kenny would outright lie about transfer targets. He's a very honest man, but he would he would just lie in your face about transfer targets. That was his uh, yeah one area where he, he, he would. But Danny Kelly's very good, and uh, Danny's gone down more down the honest route of saying, "Look, I, I can't." As we've quoted him in recent days, I just can't um, give you answers to names. Um, uh, it, but he's very yeah, he's very helpful. He's dropped a few hints. I've just written a story about Jaden Stockley. He couldn't answer questions about Jaden Stockley but he then went on uh with some smart questioning for myself <laughs> um to talk about the geographies we knew that's a factor with Jaden Stockley and I was like well you know so can you talk about how that's a weapon in your arsenal for recruits and he then he talks openly about that um with, with Jaden and how that that's you know in in general terms and then we related it to that story so very good to have that um and and and, and in a close season as well not every I mean probably few clubs would have their manager for uh, media media staff uh, would have, or members of the press have their manager for that length of time uh, certainly even during the season but to have that in the closed season yeah we're, um, we're very fortunate and and didn't, by dint of fact so are the uh, the uh, Pompey fans and people that access our stories yeah for no stretch was I complaining about the, the length of the press conference we, we think it's pure gold so we thank Danny for being receptive to that there 
Um, well, you weren't part of yesterday's conference call with you were on a day off, but tell me this. What's your sense? What's your sense about where we are as a club? Pompey in the transfer market. There's a wee bit of angst amongst fans at the minute. Do you concur with that there? Are you more, you know, we'll be all right? Yeah, I think you can understand the angst because I think everyone knows how big of a summer it is and we've known for a while there's going to be a real overhaul and I think a lot of people have thought it would begin in earnest fairly soon. Um, it hasn't been the case in what, probably three week, weeks now since the retain list came out. Um, so we sort of thought the retain list would come out and then these names have started arriving. Unfortunately, it's, it's just Liam Vincent so far who hasn't wet the appetite for, for obvious reasons, even though he looks at a decent prospect for the future. Um, so you can understand it, um, but it's just a matter of, we've been in the periods where players have been on holiday, they've been speaking to clubs, negotiations, and and now it, it might start hotting up um, in, the, in the next few weeks. But, you know, Danny Carley sort of, which, you know, we spoke about earlier today, um, sort of, said Pompey were a kid. I was I'm a West Ham fan and Pompey, it's a kid so I know what it's like. So it implies that Pompey maybe are a couple of steps behind in the pecking order. Maybe behind the likes of Ipswich and a couple of other clubs and they're just buying the time for the right players. Um they don't want to spend too much. Don't want to they, they want the value and Danny Carly seems to think that the value in the market comes later in the window, so he's prepared to wait. And that makes sense. I think I said it similar last season when there was sort of this angst going on. Like you don't want to go out and get a centre back or a centre midfielder for the sake of it. Um, if you know you can get one better later in the window, it's about buying your time. Like for example, you know Joe Morell, who's one player we know about. Why, why would you go out and get a centre midfielder when you could potentially go and get Joe Morell after the Euros are done? Um, doesn't make a lot of sense. So I can understand the angst and, and the frustration, but you just got to bear in mind that what it's the 11th of June today, so two months till the season starts. A lot of time, yes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'll just pick up on this um, quickly because Will has absolutely nailed it there. Uh, I just um, in the last 10 minutes, which is transcribing some quotes from Danny Cowley, and um, the quotes are about. It'd be methodical in the process, which we've already done, and his response, we've done that already. But he's saying, I won't compromise my values in June. He's and he references June on more than one occasion. He's like, Now I know when it goes later in the window, uh, the target's lessening. We've got we've spoken about the fact that we have five targets in each area. Um, when they go to negotiation, then that becomes a powerful place when you, if you go into negotiation with five targets or, or, or a number of targets, as those targets drop off, Pompey then find it harder. And Cowley's saying, in June, I've got my ideas, very defined ideas for what I want. I will not compromise that in, in June. Now, he said, only the top four teams in the country, maybe the top 10 in Europe can contain, uh, continue in that vein. He said, everyone, as you then go into July and then finally August, you will find yourself compromising more on what you want, and I think that's a good point to pick up on uh, with, uh, with with Danny and what, how he's looking at things. Because uh, yeah, as, as we say at the moment, it's it's he's very clear on what he wants, what he wants to get the spine of the team correct, um, and then as he said, add the limbs afterwards. 
Um, he's not willing to deviate at that moment. I think he will have to compromise just by pure, pure fact of the number of players he's got to sign. Massive amount you're looking at. Yeah. We, we reported seven at the start of end of the season. Three players have since gone. A couple of kids. You're probably getting up into well up into double figures now. 10, 12 players. You're gonna. There's going to be a compromise, especially with Pompey not blowing the league away with their with their budget. Do you think Jordy Downey did go to a certain extent to rectify the ease, the fears amongst fans? Because first of all, he went into the press conference and it was the first thing he was asking about, wasn't it? What's the what's the feeling amongst the fans? Yeah. But I think he's done enough in what he has said to us to sort of way appease fans a wee bit. Because by what he said, he's not all of a sudden going to go, oh my God. Pompey fans want to sign him, right? Fast forward at least one second. He's sticking to his principles, isn't he? Yeah, um, I I felt appeased uh, because I felt some of the angst that a lot, you know, we're, we, we, we're, we're fans and we, we, we're going through the same process as supporters, but we're given access that we're very privileged. And I, when we haven't spoke, spoken to Danny, I, felt, I came out of that with my eyes open still. Pompey are, are, aren't at the top table in League One. Um, they're probably in, in and around the, the top six in terms of. Uh, budget, but I think Danny believes in his process. Um, he's very uh, defined in what he's doing. He's willing to take some of the flack on it on his chin uh, for why that's not happening at the moment because he's so detailed and methodical in his in what he wants. Um, he thinks he's being very picky, um, and that's why th- there's not a, a massive action. And I do feel that just the reactions to our stories and a lot of quotes, a lot of honesty about the process. From, from Danny has gone some way to alleviate those concerns. There will be that element of, of anger because there is aimed towards the owners at the moment, uh, just purely because, um, you know, they, they, want, they want Pompey to be spending more money than what they're, they're willing to do. Um, you know, we, we, we've said it so many times, the Isers aren't, aren't on, that, on that level of spending at Ipswich. They want to be sustainable and there will, there will be that anger because of that, but um, having yeah, going back to your question, I do feel that Cowley uh, has done done quite a good job in the stories that have come out in the past twenty four hours of explaining the situation, and, and as a result, I do feel, um, yeah, most fans or most right minded, reasonable fans will see see the situation for what it is. Yeah. Well, he's also mentioned that well in the past we have been saying this that he always looks two or three transfer windows ahead. He doesn't have that luxury of Pompey. He needs to assemble a squad that is at least going to be competitive, competitive enough to satisfy expectation levels. But at the same time, too, he has admitted that this squad that he's going to be assembling for this season, which is only two months away, isn't necessarily going to be his ideal squad. It could be a transition. It could be two or three transfer windows down the line before we can actually see what Danny is envisioning for the club. Um, how does that make you feel that yeah, after another transfer window, we're still going to be looking ahead to other ones before we finally get the team that we really want? I don't think in your first transfer window you're ever going to get it absolutely spot on, are you? And you'd be naive to not look ahead for, for the future. You know, I'm sure there are players out there who Danny Carley could probably go and get now who could do a job, but maybe they're coming towards the end of the career. Would they able to be able to do it next season? Would they be able to do it for the full season? Um, you've got to factor all those those things in. Um, look, Danny Carley's quite clearly here for the long term. Um, and he knows what the club needs f- 
for present and for the future, whether that's until January or even looking ahead to, to next summer. But he knows he's got a massive rebuild on his hands. Um, I think he stated it's the biggest rebuild he's, he's ever been part of um, during his managerial career. So he knows he's got to bring in a lot of players. It's about bringing those players in there. Can they do a job for a season? Can they do a job for six months, even till January? Can they do a job for two, three seasons? That's what you, you've got to balance it up. And it must be difficult, especially when you've got to factor in sort of the players who are going to be out of contract next summer, say, and think, right, we've got X for another year. Do we need another centre-back or do we need a, another winger in this summer? You've got to try and factor those those in and think, right, who might be available next summer as well, who's out of contract next summer. So it is it is like spinning plates um, this time of year. But for Danny Carley, the priority is getting it, probably getting it right for, for now because Pompey have got to try and hit the ground running um, this season. Look, we know that it might not be the case. We've seen with Blackpool that they struggle after an overhaul before picking up. So maybe a little bit of patience is needed as well because I dare say Blackpool probably signed players um the start of, start of last season with an eye for the future. Jordy, like we've, we've spoken about this here already in this here podcast, but the, the subject matter of West Ham, and we were discussing earlier that Danny mentioned that in his conversations with us. He's basically comparing Pompey to where West Ham are in the Premier League in terms of the, the football, in terms of the uh, league ones. Sorry, getting my words on next up. Do you think Pompey fans will appreciate that or will they appreciate the honesty? And how how difficult does that make then the recruitment process this season if Pompey then are literally down the parking order when it comes to some decent players being available? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think a big part of the anger amongst fans at the moment, besides the kind of the lack of action, has been the kind of notion that Pompey are getting out muscled. Um, by clubs financially that they, they shouldn't be getting out muscled by. Um, I think that's a slight misnomer. Um, uh, you see the likes of uh, Oxford, who have got an increased budget, we know, but taking players. We see Wigan, who have got money to spend, and that's uh, they will be, um, I think, kind of a spending force um, next season, uh, taking players now, um, and obviously Jack Watmore. Uh, being one of them, uh, Edwards has just gone there as well, isn't there? So, but I don't think that um, Scott Scott Twine to NK Dons is a great example, actually. Um, now we we knew that he was a, a target. It was a blow that um, he went there, uh, but perhaps he wasn't the main target uh, on the list of, of Danny Cowley's names. We've spoken to him about it, um, and and he's detailed how Scott Twine operated in an area where he felt felt he already had players. So the fact that he went to MK Dons suggested supporters, well, they're, they're kind of paying the money that we can't. And, that, and it wasn't the case. I think Pompey, they really, really wanted to push the boat out for Scott Twine and were prepared to pay the compensation, which is the key factor as well, they, they could have done. But I just feel that they, there's bigger priorities for Pompey out there. Um, the money that I'm hearing that they might be prepared to pay Jaden Stockley. If supporters knew that, kind of, they might be a bit more at ease about where Pompey stand financially, because I think what they're, they're looking at is, is good, 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 very good league mon- money for, for, but for for Jaden Stockley, who would be a like one of the premium targets. So I think they are prepared to do that. And also, it's like we need to get this across that Pompey have had their wage bill cut, but I don't think it's been slashed in the way that people 
are perceiving it as well. I don't think it's been hacked to pieces. Say that Pompey pre-COVID and, and, and pre-wage cap were in a four, four and a half million pound wage budget then. I think it's probably about 10, maybe about 15% down now. Uh, I don't think it's kind of like we've been gone from you know 4.25 to, to two and a half. It's, it's nothing like that. It's nothing as, as extreme as that. Then factor in the fact that Pompey could then sell players they could actually be in a very good place if they sell a Ronan Curtis for a premium. Actually, probably actually have a higher budget than what they had if, you, if they sell players. But on the basis that Danny Cowley, we know, and the phrase is, you can eat what you kill, i.e. if you sell players, you bring the money in, that goes into your kitty. So I don't think it's as drastic as what people see. I just think it's part of the process for Danny Cowley that it, he knows it's going to open up more for him later in the window. There will be players coming later that aren't available now. There'll be players realigning their wage demands when, when they're not getting picked off at the moment. You will lose those, those, those top-end players that are in demand by a number of clubs because the big Ipswiches will pay for them. But I don't think it's quite as dramatic as, as a lot of supporters feel. It's just the fact that there's not that money being spent. There's that, that the idea. We haven't had the players coming in. We've seen players go that players aren't necessarily wanted. It all kind of creates a bit of storm of anger and angst. I just don't think it's quite as that dramatic at the moment. Well, one yeah. example of that, when Pompey wasted last season, I know it didn't, it didn't work out, but Pompey wasted and he got Michael Jacobs in after the season started. And I know that um, look, he didn't hit the heights we all expected as his yeah. injuries. But at, this, at that time, we thought, wow, how Pompey managed to, to get a player of his ilk in. So if you figured that as an example, then look, it might be prepared for to wait yeah well well how important then is it that Pompey do bring in some money from some players who are currently on the book still we heard yesterday um, Jordan got this here that Fleetwood and Oxford were interested in Ellis Harrison do you foresee Curtis has always been the one that we've always said he's, he's going to lead this championship interest can you actually see other players now gaining a wee bit of attention from other clubs and potentially Pompey moving them on because at the end of the day just because they're contracted with Pompey doesn't mean to say that Danny Carly fancies these players at all for his system no definitely not but ultimately it depends if anyone fancies these players as well um, and who's prepared to pay money for them we know Curtis wants to go for the championship and he's got admirers in the championship so that's probably a case of waiting for the, the valuation to be met of Ronan Curtis Ellis Harrison um, it was interesting because he hasn't played a game under Danny Carley. Um, after a decent first season, I thought he underwhelmed last season when fit and obviously had injuries. And look, strikers always always make the big money, don't they? Um, then you're looking at maybe Marcus Harness, maybe someone might take a gamble on him. He's got plenty of ability there, but a struggle for consistency. Would anyone be prepared to pay for John Marquez, who's 29 now, is he? Um, well, maybe, but it'd be a cut price compared to what you pay for them. And then you're looking at defenders. Is anyone going to come and put a bid in for Sean Raggett or Paul Darnan or Lee Brown, James Bolton? No, unlikely. Um, the only way, perhaps, is if, as I've said before, that Pompey come to an agreement where they let them go by, by mutual consent. And the other one is Alex Bass in goal, who... who Understand he still still has a few admirers, um, despite only playing six times last season. But with Bassi, he probably needs to, to prove himself now after, and, and have a, a good sustained run. So with two years left on his deal, you'd suspect that 
the people that, that admires are going to hold off and until they um they get a good glimpse of what he's capable of again after that's breaking his leg twice so look there's 14 players under contract how many of them are realistically going to be able to garner real interest and in, to command a fee you're probably only looking at Curtis Harness, Marquis, Harrison. Um, it's not always about generating the fee, though, isn't it? It's about maybe freeing up wages. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, sure Pompey, I'm sure Pompey aren't going to wait for a ridiculous offer to come in for Sean Raggett if he was available. No, but, but, but who's going to be realistically? Who's going to bid for Sean Raggett in, in a summer where we know finance are affected? Um, are a League One rival who probably not. Um, is anyone going to come in for Paul Downing after he's barely played after two years? Downing's a while, not. But you, you can say to these lads, look, if you if if you really if you you're not on our plans, if you want to go, then look, we'll we'll happily um, sign your contract off and, and allow you to pass. That's the way to, to free funds up. James Bolton, for example, Pompey got three right backs um, with Minoga. Um, is he one? I don't know. Um, We'll see at the minute they can't afford to because first day of pre-season Pompey are only going to have 14, um, 14 players so they can't afford to let many more go at the minute but once players start coming in then you'd obviously start looking at players going out. Jordy, you were going to mention Paul Downing there but just then add to that there too not all these players have to be sold Pompey can even look for loan deeds to get them off the wage bill at least half their wage bill if Danny Carey doesn't fancy yeah. certain players Oh. Yeah, I, I I think that's again something that we spoke about yesterday. But it's not again. Pompey have a lower budget, or it's just how much of that budget's being taken up by the existing wages, isn't it? That's that that's fundamental, um, yeah. and, and, a, and a good proportion of that. And some of the wages that the uh, existing players on it are quite substantial. So you'd look to, yeah, you'd look to kind of hopefully sort of be able to do something in that area. It's not going to be easy um, in in the current climate. So, um, but yeah, probably got kind of a lopsided squad in certain places, but it, the loan market's going to be equally kind of important coming the other way, isn't it? And, and how Pompey kind of can supplement um, going out. And again, it's something that Danny Cowley's picked on. He, he wants players that can, young players from probably higher clubs that can show a level to the young emerging players, the, the Vincents that are coming in and the other young lads that Danny Cowley wants. So that's going to be massive to, to get to the, the level of, Squad size that was required of Danny look at, looking at 20. He's looking at 22. So they got 14 now. So they need eight to get to 22. He's then looking at perhaps a couple, two or three Vincent's type non league players, you know, to come in and kind of be in and around it. So yeah, you're looking at eight, nine, 10, 11, 11 players there. I just wonder, not that it's going to be a priority, but uh, when was it? Is it July the 10th? The um, Hawks game, that first preseason game. Yeah, well, that could be quite interesting. Because if I was the manager, to be honest, if you can, between now and then, get a player, get rid of players, as Will says, you've got problems for when players report back, you just got to say, right, go, just to free the money, because the money is more important. If James Bolton's not, you know, got a, you know, somebody can get himself sorted out for next season, you can free, pay, pay, you know, let him go and come to an agreement, get, you know, go down to 12, 11, 10, you know, just... <laughs> We, we dig our boots up and play, you know, play against the Hawks because it's more, the longer it's the longer term. I know it's not ideal to have a scenario where you want to be working with every manager wants to have their squad in place, you know, when they return for per, first day of uh, preseason training. And they always say that, I, you know, it's quite an idealistic scenario though. And I don't with the the market and as we've 
highlighted how the, the, the mechanics of a transfer market and the later it goes in the window, I think it's very rare that you kind of get your business done um, done that early. Um, and if the clubs do happen to do that, then they, they obviously place a massive value on having their squad in place. Whereas Pompey with such an overhaul, I think it's just inevitable that it's going to be um, the squad's going to be coming together later on in, in you know, before the season starts, and even perhaps when after the season starts. Putting that their squad together, Jordy, it's something you said to us earlier today. You get the feeling, or Danny's giving you enough information to tell that he really wants to get the spine of his team sorted. Then he branches out and gets players to supplement that spine, that all important. Yes. Yeah. Midfielder, centre back, goalkeeper. Yeah. Being that there's scenario to, for the, the fans there that this is what he this is what he is, is actually planning for at this moment. Yeah, it, uh, Danny's very good, a good talker, and quite, he goes a bit off piece sometimes with his metaphors. And this was one of the examples that I mentioned to you guys earlier. Uh, but if you kind of stay with it, you kind of hear where what he's saying. He wants, as you say, the spine of the team to come first. Um, and it's, uh, when we talk about compromise and I'm not willing to compromise, it's because he wants to get that right. And then because of the type of players that come in there, that then affects the kind of players you're looking at in what he calls the limbs of the team. So if you've got a midfielder that likes to occupy the left half space, as they kind of, kind of call it in modern parlance, the kind of inside left channel, then... You know, you might want someone who's going to come in or if you've got a winger that likes to cut in, you need a fullback that then hugs the touchline. It's all about these compliments. So when recruiting, you don't want necessarily to, you know, a left midfielder like an old school left winger that's going to go wide when you've got a left-sided defender that likes to do likewise. So it's all about that that compliment and that's what he's, he's getting at. He wants to get that spine right first and then, and then add to it and add the limbs. And then the metaphor went on to say, if you get it kind of, you just get the wrong bodies in, you become a, a gangly, uncoordinated player, you know, whole. And then he went on to say, it's a bit like, you know, you come up with Frankenstein's monster in the end. He said, I, I want something more beautiful. I want something more easy on the eye. Um, so that's why he's not willing to compromise on that at the moment. And he'll wait to get those, those crucial spots. And then that maybe affects, once he knows the identity of those players amongst the, the five players they have in each position, that then probably gives him a bit more clarity on the style of play. He's going to go for the kind of peripheral positions, the wider areas, etc. If that makes sense. I'm loving it. I'm, oh, definitely. I love the analogy. And yeah, find that type of thing fascinating. Um, well, well, tell us this. You've been the man delivering all the transfer news in terms of incomings. Um, any of the players you have identified so far identified as part of that Spain? Or do you think that they may follow once that Spain's been identified? Well, you look at obviously Joe Morelli, who's one player, Pompey are interested in, but there are a few obstacles in the way, i.e. the Euros and probably wanting to test himself in the Championship. But um, if he was going to drop down to League One, he'd love to, to work with Danny Carley again. That would be a, um, a great, great sign and um, be a real coup if he could pull that one off. Um, to be fair to, to Morelli, he said that... Um, he just wants to play football at any level next season, so gives you a little bit of hope, doesn't it? Um, but it's one that's firmly parked until the Euros are over. And then the one Matt Butcher um, from Accrington, who um, obviously has a great season at Accrington, considering he had played a lot of first-team football beforehand. And had that's some... a good for our Pompey Talk listeners, isn't it? You let it out the bag a little bit early for them. Not yet, no, no, no put this in a line a bit later. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah so um, yeah Matt Butcher enough one who as I say he hadn't played a lot of senior games before um, 
before he moved to Accrington, he went to St. Johnston alone, but that got cut short because of coronavirus. Um, but he has a really good season at Accrington, was a regular. And I think when you were up there, Jorzy, when you were speaking to, to the media guys up at Accrington, he was one yeah. of the players of the season. Yeah, they're um, right. He's got a year left on his deal, so Pompey will have to pay a fee for him. And it's just a case of whether John Coleman has want to let him go because he said he wants to try and keep as many players as possible. Um given how well they finished and probably deserved to finish a bit higher than, than 12th that they did in the end, I think it was. So, yeah, the, the, those two obviously make up the spines of the um, two central midfields, and that's an area that we know needs plenty of attention, given that given that there's not one central midfielder um, under contract. Tell you what, I don't know who's going to play in centre midfield if they, uh, if they haven't got any by that Hawks game. I don't know who's going to fill in there. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you fancy? Okay. <laughs> Well, look, let's not contemplate that. That there's. Well, you've you've got to play the game now. You've done it. You've done it. You, you ain't you've got it. I'm going. Oh my, Haji Manoga. There's not even anyone. There's not even a remote kind of contender for there, is there? Really? Well, John Marcus likes to drop back a wee bit, doesn't he? Maybe he can play centre midfield. Wow. Uh, hang on. Let's go. Curtis Harness, Marquis Johnson. Harrison, Jacobs, Crocked, Brown, Downing, Raggett, Bolton, Bass, Packet Fairchild, <laughs> Vincent, Minoga. Minoga's probably your best bet out of that. That's yeah, Harry, Harry Jewett White near Academy probably as well. And maybe Johnson's quite versatile, isn't he? But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it just underlines, like, it's no surprise that, that Pompey had been linked to a couple of centre midfielders now, and um, it's clearly a, an area that needs bolstering, and obviously on the back of. Carly saying he needs to concentrate on the spine. It's um, probably an area where, where plenty of his attention's going at the minute. Well, I am conscious of time, so we are going to have to speak through a couple of other topics. But, um, well, Josh Sims is one that you've already mentioned. I want to get the latest on him from you. And then, Jordi, I want to also just ask you about Jaden Stockley. Obviously, we're talking about spines of the team. He obviously would be part of that there. So just get your thoughts on those two deals in particular. Um, well, go first with George Sims. Yeah, so Brilliant. Sims, um, we know that Pompey have made inquiries. He's a free agent now after leaving Southampton. And the reaction from fans has been quite positive. When I put it out, I was um, ducking behind the sofa thinking I was going to get dogs abuse that, that Pompey was signing someone from up the road. But look, I think people realise he's a good player, good League One player, superb at Doncaster, the first half of the season especially. Um, expected to move to the Championship in in. January, but he picked up an injury. Look, if Pompey could get him, it would be a great signing. Obviously, we know Ryan Williams is gone and, and Roman Curtis might be off, so a winger might be needed. But with Doncaster saying it's unlikely because of wages, possibly that might be a problem for Pompey as well, depending on how far they're willing to, to stretch the budget. But if they do fancy him, they think he could make a real distance difference, then look, you're getting one of the Premier attackers in League One if he's fit. Jordy then, Starkley, what's what's your gut feeling? Oh, um, he, wait, he wants to come. Um, he, he, he's from Paul. Um, that's a big draw. Um, he's definitely the one of the premium targets of Danny County. So he's one of the, the ones that, he, he, you know, talk about pushing the boat out for Sims. Stockley definitely falls into that category. Um, he will, yeah, obviously have to take a cut in wages. It's the club in when you know that Ipswich are in from then you then know 
they've got money to spend. So it's how close can Pompey get to what the likes of Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday, a new contender that are coming in. We know that despite their uh, difficulty paying players, they are offering big wages, if you hear, on certain bills. And they're offering apparently some real decent money uh, for Stockley in terms of wages that Pompey just wouldn't be able to get to at the moment. Yeah, so it's kind of that that marriage, okay, uh, can Pompey get remotely close and then Jaden's preference to come down nearer to home then comes into play. Um, I think there's a long way to go in negotiations. It's definitely a fair distance to travel, um, but no doubt um, a, a premium target for Pompey. And let's just be fair to Jaden Stockley. He got eight, nine goals in the second half of the last season. I know a lot of fans are underwhelmed. This isn't the Jaden Stockley that was learning his trade at Pompey in 2015. This is a player that's gone away, improved his game, and, and he'd be an asset at, at, at League One level within the framework of what Cowley wants, an unselfish striker that can work and give him a, a vocal point and do a bit of everything. So, I, you know, I can I can see why, you know, with the, the 2015 Stockley and Marlboro fans would be a bit underwhelmed, but don't think that's the case. I mean, he, he, he's not that player now, and I think he would be, um, yeah, a, a real asset and definitely... He is right up there, but distance to travel, travel still. Uh, and well, just finally, if you, you have, we haven't actually spoke to Matt Butcher. He, he's Neil Allen's contact. We'll, we'll not let Neil do that there when he comes back next week. But you'd imagine location would be good for him and being a Pompey lad. Yeah, love exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, obviously, loves Less than a minute. Never come through the academy, so he'd probably love to come to the club. And, and Josh Sims as well, only down the road, and that's relocate or anything there's a couple of loans at Red Bull in America and now Doncaster maybe he wants to settle down close to home so three very interesting um, very interest, interesting targets when it comes to geographically okay and well lads we'll, we'll wrap it up time is ticking um, I think we've only got 20 seconds left so thank you again for your insight it's been a fascinating chat um, so thank you all for that there and thank you all for watching and listening we'll be back very soon see you again goodbye thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey